I'm a firm believer in in producing great energy and getting good energy back to you. It just it happens. And when you my nana always taught me when you and my and my aunt, whenever you put it out there to the universe and you do good, it'll naturally manifest its way back to you. So I think in the midst of this 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 crisis that we're enduring, my biggest fear was my my artistry, my career will come to a complete halt. Mm-hmm. And I put so much work and I put so much energy and I asked the spiritual beings in the universe to really help create, give me back this energy and I have to come back full force. And um, I was scared. And I can honestly say that even in this pandemic, it's coming back to me. Greetings, Star Seeds, and welcome to A Cosmic Journey. The comedy podcast about science and spirituality, where we discuss everything in the universe from the physical to the metaphysical. I'm Demi Wilde. And I'm Jay Maceo. This week, we're doing something a little bit different. We are out of town currently. Out of town. So we are going to be traveling back in time and seeing uh, some, uh, a new, uh, well, an old interview with a... Kyle Wonder. Yes. Yeah. This is the one that I had from the original podcast, and it's just been sitting in the vault, so uh, this is our episode for you this week. We got to let it free. Got to let it free. Let it fly. It's a free bird. So sit back and enjoy this interview with my dear friend, Kyle Wonder. Yeah. So it's Kyle Wonder, right? Yes. Thank you for saying it correctly. It is Kyle Wonder. Kyle. Yes. Okay. Kyle, like Kyle, but Kai with a K. Yep. Like mm-hmm. K-Y-L-E, but but not. <laughs> right. Right. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I always just say the American version is K-O. That's totally fine. But it is definitely Kyle. Let's go ahead and respect our Asian culture because it okay. is Asian derived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're into like Asian culture, like anime and stuff, right? Um... I mean, if you mean by the fashion, if you mean by like Sailor Moon, yes. But if you're like talking like uh, Dragon Ball Z and stuff, then unfortunately, no. I've I've never seen that. I know who Geiko is though. Goku. See, I'm horrible. I don't even know his name. I'm Goku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had well, a moment with anime, but it wasn't like a major thing there was a couple of them that i really liked as a teenager but it just never stuck with me you know yeah i think for me too it, it never really stuck to me i was i was more into like marvel and x-men and supermans and the power rangers and stuff like that the cartoons of my time see i never even got into that like superheroes all that much 
Oh, no, no, no. I, I definitely got into superheroes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I even wrote a song about it later in life. But I was, I was always the little boy watching TV, pretending I was every single superhero that I watched. Like, yeah. every single superhero, yeah. See, I love Spider-Man, but that's the only like, superhero that I love. Spider-Man. Hmm. Peter Parker. He's so complicated. So simple. <laughs> he's simple, but I mean, he's just agile. He's cool. He could swing around the city. Like, I just really got into Spider-Man when I was a teenager. But like, I, that was the only thing that I, the only superhero that I really kind of like latched onto. Superman, yeah. Batman. Not really a whole lot. I was into like Harley Quinn for a minute, but I was not into like oh, Batman. Oh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Harley Quinn with her crazy right. ass? Yep. I need to see Birds of Prey. I haven't seen it yet. I hear it's really You have cool. not seen Birds of Prey? No. Oh, man. I forget that actress' name, but she did fantastic in that movie. Was, that movie's very girl power. They're yeah. like very, very girl power. Yeah, yeah, it's a very yeah, interesting movie. They actually have a cartoon um, on DC Universe that my roommate kind of put me on, The Adventures of Harley Quinn. And that show, that cartoon, man... Margot Robbie is her name. Margot Robbie, yes. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a great actress. actress. Oh, yeah. Um, Shout out to Margot Robbie. <laughs> so, basically, like, so this interview is, it has six parts to it. Um, I already sent you the questions, so you can kind of think about them, but they're just kind of, like, personal, philosophical questions, you know, about your, like, early life, relationships, who you are as an artist, are you an artist? Uh, you are, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I think if anybody's creating anything that that is art, and you can create art in, like, your everyday life, even if you're, like, a manager of a grocery store, you can create art in that environment. <laughs> No, for real, though, because it takes a G to set up them oranges the way they do in the produce section without them falling. Like, yep. I'll be watching that. <laughs> that, that. You get props for that. A, there you go. Right. That's right. Especially right. during the times. So, yeah, I agree. All right. So, the first part is all about early life. And these questions kind of go, like, mild, medium, spicy. So, <laughs> um, okay. okay, what's up? So, so the first question is an easy one. It's a softball. Um, where did you grow up and what was childhood like for you? Um, I grew up in New York, Brooklyn, to be exact. Shout out yeah. Oh, shut up. I don't hear what y'all hear. Um, my childhood was, was interesting. Um, I'm my mom's only child, so she pretty much... I lived with her, even though my dad was in my life, but I lived with her. So mm -hmm. I, going back to watching cartoons and stuff like that, that was pretty much my life. That was my babysitter sometimes. And mm -hmm. that's what people I can kind of relate to was the characters that I've I seen on TV. Um, I, I had friends, but I didn't. I, I, I was bullied. Um, I was small. I had a light voice. I took on my mom's traits, some of my mom's traits. So... The feminine side of me was a little bit more active than the masculine side back then. And, um, you know, I didn't have an outlet, so to speak. So sure, yeah. I, was, I was bullied. I was teased. Um, and, you know, I had some friends who would stick up for me who I actually are still in my life. Um, but Lucky then. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 exactly. Um, but, yeah, like I, I was 
dancing and singing since I can remember. It's that, that old-fashioned story. Like, I knew I was a star when I was, like, three years old. Like, no, legitimately, I knew I was a star when I was, like, three years old. Um, right. My... <clears throat> We're millennials. We, we all think we're stars. <laughs> yeah, we all think we're stars. Yeah, definitely. Um, my mom... A lot of us are. <laughs> sang, right. My mom sang when she was younger. Um, my dad played a lot of instruments, and my dad was a VJ, DJ, MC. That's what he called himself, an MC. And yeah. I think yeah. their prime was the disco life, the disco times. I'm like, see, this is how your child came gay. I was the fan of the disco. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was so, all the um, poppers in the air. <laughs> right. It was a set. Right. Exactly. So, like, definitely I'm the child of the Nile Rodgers era. Um, but, yeah, like, music was always in my spirit and my blood. And, you know, I, I would emulate what I would see on TV. I love the greats, like Michael Jackson. My dad loved Michael Jackson. He actually has a red leather jacket. Mm-hmm. that Michael Jackson had in Thriller. And we thought that was rough, but he actually had a jerry curl. He's going to kill me for saying this. <laughs> I have pictures to prove it. <laughs> My mother was like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> he would swing his hair, and I'm like, oh, God, heaven help. Oh, but, um, yeah, I was, that was, I would, you know, emulate just my dad, Michael Jackson. I actually love Janet Jackson. Um, I love Prince. I love Prince. His music was good, but his fashion kind of took me over because he was so daring. Like he says, he would, what artists, you know, walk around with their ass out. Like, I mean, that just blew my mind. And then he would have these hills. And I thought the hills was a statement. I didn't realize that he was like, what, four feet tall. So like he, he was, he was good for, for me. And yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. Um, so <clears throat> that's how I was all through, Elementary school, we called it junior high school in New York. You guys call it middle school out in California. Mm-hmm. And then to high school, you know, I got a little bit more popular because I started dancing a little bit more, taking a little bit more serious dance groups, you know, the, the ratchet kinds that would dance to like street music and a mixtape that you would do on your own and do them urban moves. <laughs> um, Were you close with your mom? I am very close to my mom, yes. Yes. Well, where's she at? Is she in New York still? She is still in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, yes, still there too. Absolutely. Huh? Yep. Yep. They um they they yeah, they're they're interesting people. Um <clears throat> my mom is definitely a Sagittarius. <laughs> interesting is a word that you use when you don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, she does, yeah, she you know it's funny because my my friends, as I like I said, more into high school and college years, I got kind of a troop. Yeah. Um, my friends call her Banji Angie, so her name's Angela. Banji Angie. Yeah, because she just I just can't take her nowish. That sounds like a, like a drag name if I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that. well, that's the thing about like she's just she's like the mother in Queer Folk. Remember the mom in Queer Folk that worked at the diner. I don't think I ever watched Queer as Folk. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't gosh. have cable when I was that age, so I really oh. didn't get into it. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, it's uh, much of well, my life. It was it was one of the like first big, I guess, gay shows yeah, out at that time. That was great. Um, but it was the mom. The diner was the mom, like the hag. Everybody went to that mom. She never judged anybody. She was just spicy with flavor. She was literally like a gay man in a woman's body that just so happened to be somebody's mom. So she became everybody's mom. I just explained my mother to you in full blood circle. Yeah. So my mother just, she, she just 
Lord, I pray if they ever interview her, I'm in trouble because she's just going to say some shit out of her mouth and just be like, oh my God. Well, my mom was the same way too, actually. She was kind of like the mother of the house. Like all my weird, you know, <laughs> friends would just come over and hang out because she would just never judged anybody and they didn't. And sorry, I think my hat's actually making a noise. I'm going to take it off. But um, I have little jingling things on that. So <laughs> I thought that was the act, the sound effects in the background. I'm talking no, about the bell happening in the back. Just realized. <laughs> so it's probably annoying. Um, but anyways, uh, so last, you, you pretty much answered the second question. And um, uh, the third question is like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you always know that you wanted to be like a, a singer or, or a dancer or a performer? <laughs> An entertainer? Yeah. Entertainer, I yeah. always knew. Like I legitimately, I always knew. Yeah. I knew. My dad knew. My mom hated it. But I always knew. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I always know. <laughs> yep. See, I did to a certain extent. I like wanted to be kind of like, a, um, I, I wanted to be an actor when I was a kid. I did mm. theater and I did all kinds of stuff like with, with that and like improv. Um, mm. But I had a weird experiences and that led me away from all that stuff. So it's like, oh. well, cause, but now I'm like, a little bit more comfortable in doing it, and that's kind of like why I'm doing this. <laughs> ah, huh. To be near well, all the all the actors and to be like, all the entertainers and stuff. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome. Um, thank you. Uh, next section is spirituality. So, Ooh. what is your zodiac sign? I'm a Capricornus. Capricorn. What are some traits of Capricorns? I don't know many Capricorns. Well, I believe Obama was a Capricorn, was he not? Yeah, I think Obama was a Capricorn. I don't know. Um, we are, we're, we're very headstrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we're a mythical goal. So that is, mm-hmm. I don't think it could get any more headstrong than that other than the ball. Um, we're very like career forward. We're very ambitious. Mm-hmm. Can be a little too ambitious sometimes. We kind of put everything else to the way. Um, we're very guarded naturally, but under the guard, we're very like open hearted. We wear our heart on our sleeves. We can be emotional sometimes. We can be sensitive. We can be a little bipolar sometimes. Um, um, what's your religious background? What did you grow up as? Oh, shoot. Um, you know, I have to say shoot because you said religious because normally I would say the other word. <laughs> um, well, I, I have a little bit of everything in my family. So I have Baptists on my mom's side. I have Christian on my dad's side. I have a couple of Muslims on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. I have some kind of atheist on my mom's side. So because of all of these, and seven-day Adventists, I had that too. So because of all of this, I've decided to step out of religion and just be spiritual only because there's some things that, you know, religion is great. It's a great religious institution, but I, I choose to be a free spirit. Right. Um, yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that particular thing. Unless you probe me with more questions, of course. <laughs> um, well, the last question I have in this section is, uh, have you had any strange or supernatural experiences? Oh, shoot. Um, so, <clears throat> I have had a couple of supernatural or weird kind of experience happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that I am close to, mm-hmm. um, like my grandmother, my grandfather, like on my dad's side, when both of them passed away, I had a dream that they did it before it happened. Um, and let me explain that. When my grandfather passed away back in 2017, yeah, 2017, 
Um, before I, before when he went to the hospital and he became unconscious, before I found out, I was taking a nap. I remember, and there was a bang at my door. And when there was a bang at my door, is when he went down. And I live in California. This happened in South Carolina. And I, when I went to open the door, because the bang woke me up, like, wow. So when I went to open the door, there was nobody there. And then I get a phone call, your grandfather's in the hospital. One experience. Um, when my grandmom passed away recently, my nana, that's like, I'm as, just as close with her as I am with my mom. Um, before she passed, she was another, she was another spicy one. But, um... Before she passed, like, before things went down, because we know she had cancer, um, and they gave her six months. She lasted a year. But she was talkative, fun-spirited, whatever the case may be. Um, when she started to go downhill, I had a dream that we were in a movie theater, and I was with her, and I had some friends in the background, but it was just her. And she told me she loved me, and I, I went to hug her. And when I hugged her, I felt her die in my arms. And I felt like it literally in my, my heart and my spirit. Mm-hmm. And I was so disturbed by it, I called her. Mm-hmm. And she answered the phone. And she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, are you okay? I had a really shame dream about you. And she was like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm just under the weather. And I'm like, lady, you are not under the weather. Like, it's only like October or something like that. Like, you're not under the weather. She was like, no, I'm fine. I'm really fine. It was November. I'm sorry. I'm fine. I'm fine. And legitimately, two weeks later, she passed away. Wow. So I knew before, yeah. Here's one that, like, really blew my mind away. When I first moved out here in 2013, California, um, I lived in Long Beach, and I, you know, there's much to the story about me living here with my group, and um trying to push the American dream to become this successful pop band or boy band. But I was really low because we were really homeless. Well, we were homeless, standing in the motel rather. And nothing was going the way we had planned. And I was really in my, like, low, low, low. So I had a dream. I was in a white room. And um, I had on headphones. And I was listening to some music. And... um. I was talking this to a lady and I'm like, you really going to love this. Like this beat, this beat is really good. It's going to like really help you out. Yeah. And she was like, cool, let me hear it. So when I, I passed the headphones over, it was Whitney Houston. <laughs> so like, I'm just talking to her and she's vibing and you know, Whitney's like on nippy. So, you know, she's another one I heard that was very spicy. And then we just talking and we just laughing and cracking up. And I remember in a dream, I was like, wait, wait, this is wrong. And she's like, what? What you mean? I was like, no, this is all wrong. This is all wrong. This is all wrong. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you're dead. Uh, and she's like, huh? I'm like, you're dead. And she said, I know I am. So I'm like, I'm freaking out because I'm like, wait, why am I here? Like, this is, this is not right. You're, you're dead. Like, this is some really creepy stuff. Like, like leave me alone. Like, back on she's and she told me, she said, like, calm down, calm down. I just have a message for you. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, I have a message for you. You are closer to your dream than you think. Keep going. And she just walked out of the white room. And I'm like, oh, no, no, bitch, come back. So I ran after her. Like, and I remember coming out the white room. I walked into, like, an airport. And, like, literally, like, you know that scene in The Bodyguard when 
when she said goodbye, I don't know if you've seen the movie or not, <laughs> she said goodbye to Kevin Costner, it looked like a scene out of that. And I'm like, no, come back with me. And she just, and she just kept waving by to me. And then she just like, like flew out the sky. And I woke up like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and I've taken that kind of experience. Like, wow, you must really be chosen for something. If this woman came to you in death to tell you to keep going. And I'm closer than I think. And when was this? When did you have this, this dream? This was late 2013. So I moved here probably the end of no, no, October, November, November 3rd, so to speak. Uh-huh. This happened probably like in December. Right. Yeah. Of 2013? Of 2013. Wow. Yeah. And it's, you know, normally you don't remember your dreams so vividly, right? Like it's, it's in your subconscious. So eventually you have so many I have good about some them. very vivid dreams at times. And those yeah. are the ones that stick, that I'll wake up and I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah, that was, that was me. Until this day, it still sticks with me. Like, wow. I told my dad and my dad was like, wow. I was like, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, everything is energy. And uh, somehow Whitney Houston came to you beyond the grave to give you a message. That's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Right. Little old me, like, out of all people in the world, little old me, you come to, like, just wow. Yeah, so that was another experience that that came to me i mean there was one more but i don't want to you know i can keep going on and on and on and on it's only right. so long i want to well I'll, so. I'll just i'll just say like i've i have very vivid dreams often now and it, they started when my grandma started visiting me mm. and um it was like just after she passed and i was actually mm-hmm. doing a, a, a performance which I had dedicated to her and she died the night before mm. and the very next day uh, I was in bed and I had this dream where she had, um, uh, we were in her, her trailer park and uh, we were just kind of walking around and stuff. And she's just talking to me. She's like, Hey, how's it going? I love you. What's going on? And like, you know, it's just like, she was there and um, uh, we started running all of a sudden we started just like, like me and her just like booking it. And I was like, whoa, like I'm running with my grandma. Like, this is weird, but it's so vivid. Like I, I was like there. And then we start running up this hill kind of towards the clubhouse. And all of a sudden she was just like, okay, well I have to go now. I just wanted to say that I love you and I miss you and I'll see you soon. And, and I was like, okay, I love you too. I'll see you soon. And then she just like, I immediately woke up and immediately was just like crying. And, uh, to this day, actually, just very recently, she was visiting me, and uh, she still visits me in my dreams to this day. And, mm-hmm. and it's very like it's always really weird and kind of cartoony when it happens, mm-hmm. but it's just whatever kind of. And she was a very like fun, bouncy person, so that I would really kind of like I would assume that from her, like like mm-hmm. energetically, like she's just kind of like a fun person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I. I know it's her. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, well, we'll, we'll, we'll that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, artistic process. So first thing is, how did you get started doing what you're doing? You touched on that before. You were in a boy band, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before I moved to California, I lived in Atlanta. And I went to Atlanta to dance mm-hmm. first. 
So I, I, I just graduated undergrad and I lied and told my parents I was going to graduate school in Atlanta. I had no intention of going to graduate school. <laughs> I got out there. Uh, it was That's rough, cool. but yeah, I'm, look, look, I had to do what I had to do. Right. Um, so I went out there. I, I, I got a few little dance gigs, but not that I was open because I wasn't signed. So with, with me, I rather than there are people who wait for opportunities and there are people who create opportunities for themselves. So me, rather than wait to get signed and dance on an agency and play politics, I decided to start my own dance company. And you're going to see my talent one way or the other. Right. So I started this dance company with a good friend of mine back then. Um, and we had dancers. We did themes. We did shows. Got them booked. Um, what were they called? Or what was it called? We were called, we first were called Prophecy Dance Project. And then we upgraded when we became like an official dance company. We've been called, we were called, sorry, Empire Dance Crew. Okay. Um, and, you know, shout out to Empire Dance Crew, all my fellow dancers. Uh, some of them still really actively dancing. Some of them you've seen on Bad Girls Club. Some of them you see in movies all over Netflix. Um, some of them, one even went to be a nurse, a dancing nurse. So she's definitely holding it down. But anywho, um, so I did that, and in the group, there were some guys that, you know, sung. And um, we decided to kind of take it up a notch and become this boy band group, whatever. And it was four of us. We decided to call each other Illicit Vice. Um, so we, it was rough because uh, <laughs> we had to find our sound. We had to get along. Boy bands are are intense um you have four personalities trying to kind of learn each other musically outside of music um you got to kind of know your role in the band and you have to finding your sound is definitely key especially in the pop market but we found our sound um there's this great producer who worked with us eventually his name is teddy p mm-hmm. really really bomb that's like my big brother even still to this day um he gave us some music and we kind of went in on it. We, we had this, this great sound. And the music kind of outweighed the neighborhood that we were in. And what I mean by that is that Atlanta is very urban. The, the rise of trap was happening. The rise of hip-hop was happening. We were doing pop music. They weren't trying to hear us. So the producer of us, Josh, or Teddy P, said, um, you guys got to change your market. And he gave us three options on where the market is for us, L.A., Miami, or New York. And I wasn't going to New York. I just came back from there. I, I didn't want to experience those winters. Um, I wanted to go to Miami. But the rest of them wanted to come to L.A. So I got outvoted. <laughs> and we flew to L.A. And we said, fuck it. We're we going to make it. We got these great songs. And we're going to make it. I love that. You just jumped ship. You just said, I'm we doing it. legitimately <laughs> jumped ship. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. We, yeah, we did. <laughs> and it was, it was rough. So when, LA, you're, uh, when you're creating something, like what's your artistic process like? Oh, you want to, oh, oh, that's great. I love this part. Um, okay. Oh, I wish people could see me. The joy in this part is like, <laughs> so when creating music, like I was, you know, unfortunately, I don't... Well, I didn't know how to play instruments. I mean, I know how to dab a little bit now, but I would, whenever making a song, 
Teddy would always build our music from the ground up, right? So I was pretty much the writer of the group. Um, and I would write lyrics for them kiss me and I would hear like arrangements and melody in my head and I would hear like music. So he always pictured us being like like the old school in sync B2K-ish kind of vibe. And he will always ask me, so tell me what you're feeling. So I remember when the first song I did with him, or we did with him rather, well, the song was called Earthquake. And like, you know, I was just like, you know, singing it, whatever the case may be. And he taught me a lot about BPMs. He was like, no, you should kind of like change this, build this, and just like hit the vibe. So the song came out great, but the next one really, like, I got it, like, a dig into, like, I guess how I am creatively. He asked me to come to him with the idea again. And at this time, this is when, like, all, all like, vampires and witches and stuff was dominating TV screens. Twilight mm-hmm. Era, this was Vampire Diaries. And oh, yeah, True I, Blood. <laughs> yeah, True Blood, right. It was so my favorite I, show. I love True Blood. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I remember at that time... I was talking to somebody romantically and they were taking advantage of me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like I would feel like I was being compelled by them. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a song called compulsion. And I remember the, 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 I wrote the bridge for no, the B section first or the big chorus. Um, you get exactly what you want and I live in an empty home, something like that. Um, and when I went to him with it, I was like, you know, I want this to be uplifting. Like, cause the song is very sad. It's pretty much about somebody compelling you to do whatever the fuck they want, but you still are single. So you lose. And, um, I went to him with it and I was like, yeah, like I want something really high tempo. I want something really great. And I want people to be happy. Like about, I want them to dance and cry their feelings away, but like still being a trans and like party up and dance and like, he took that idea and went so to Venus with it. <laughs> it was probably one of my favorite songs that I've did with illicit vice. Yeah. So that's two. Another, I guess, situation is the song you like, Ambition. Right. Um, Enjoy your later. Yeah, I um, I wrote that when I lived in California and I was homeless at the time, mm-hmm. and um. I just, I always remember just like sitting there just looking and it was, I was inspired by, I want to say Katy Perry's raw song. She just came out with that and I was feeling so energized by it. Like, and I was like, oh, you want to be in the jungle? I want to be in the jungle too. So we flew back to meet up with Teddy and I was just like, I just hear like a, like I just hear a boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, I just see like some tribal rums. I just, I hear like I'm legitimately in the jungle. And then I hear that. And he was like, oh, you getting creative. And I was like, yep, I hear that. And um, I was like, I just felt like inspired. So he felt inspired. And he was like, okay, so what if we do like in the midst of all those tribal hymns and tribal runs, what if we do something like a, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And me and my group members looked at him like, oh, like, yeah, like, let's, let's, let's do it. I'm like, okay, okay. But it sounds so, very tribal, yeah. Right. So we went to it. It was like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah
a little bit, back a little bit military too, in a way. Too. Right, right, like real militant. And then he's like, okay, cool. So he was like, okay, now let's do some yai 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 yai. just like layered things on top of right, each other. and I'm just like, what the fuck? So we went, we did it, whatever. And I was first up in the song, and I was just like. <laughs> It was a while ago you left me in that jungle. No water, no clothes, no shorts, and no food, not even a crumble. No. <laughs> you laughed so hard because you knew that I would crumble, and I felt it. And I remember when we, like, when I went in, I never do first takes. Like, I'm right. always the one, like, I have to go back again because I'm perfectionist and whatever. I did my part of the song in the first take. And he was just like, I have nothing to say. You just set the tone fucking wow and i remember my bandmate sway went after me and he was just like yeah so he went and he did his verse and um then my best friend regis was with me at the time just you know being a studio rat with us because that's my best friend and we just flew in from Atlanta, california and literally when sway was doing his verse we had nobody for the bridge and we was going to make up something of course organically but regis tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, look, I just wrote myself in your song. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he was like, I, I, I have to get on this song. Like, this song is so inspiring. Like, I have to get on it. I have to get on it. And I was like, I mean, sure. Like, let's just do it. So he went in. He did his verse. And when Teddy was mixing it down, he stopped. And he was like, Kyle, I have to say, you wrote the fuck out of this song. This is not a song that you hear when you win the NBA finals or when you win Super Bowl. This is a song that you play when you hear, when you win the FIFA World Cup. This is a song that you play when you win the Olympics. This is how big this mm -hmm. song is. Like this mm -hmm. song is so big. And I'm like, I just wrote from my heart. Like I didn't, I didn't know. Like I was going to, like, naturally, I, yeah. it just came naturally. Like it's, it's, it's ambition. It's about, you know, surviving against all odds. It's about like just just putting it out there. And um, like, man, he he recorded. I mean, he dumped it down. He gave us the mix, and then he mastered it. And I I let my dad hear it. My dad cried. Wow. And my dad's a Scorpio. They don't cry. They don't. My dad is real. I call him Joe Jackson. Like he's the one that always kind of whipped me into shape and like really, especially when it comes to music. Like he makes sure that all my T's are crossed and all my eyes are dotted. So when I played it for him, he was so overwhelmed by the song, he cried. Mm -hmm. And like that's why that's my gym. I really don't let nobody listen to that yet until the time is right because I know that, that when that song releases, I'm, that means I'm good. Because <laughs> that, that video is going to be a million dollars. It just has to be. And it's just so big. And like, man, I, I don't know. I feel like our, I our listeners will listen to it later for sure. Okay. <laughs>
Well, joke's on you. I learned to adapt. To back my back, I had to learn to live in that thunder. I drank the rain you thought would drown my soul right under. Look how I recovered. I recovered. Now, how about that? Now, how about that? So what? I fell a couple of times. So what? I questioned things in my life. I moved on. I stay strong. Call it what you want. I call it my ambition. No excuses here. It's against my religion. I won't fall on anyone's excuses. Cause I just do this. I'm built for tough. That's enough. Cause what I know is they don't really care about us. 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 All I know is they don't really care about us. It took some time, it took long nights, but I finally got it. You crossed my mind when I was low, so I couldn't stop it, stop it, no. The anger I felt, the frustrations, it made me a fighter. I wasn't gonna fail, no, no. I took your dirt, mixed it with my hurt, and made a warrior. Took all my doubts, my fears, and put them in a slumber. Look how I recovered, recovered. Now give me that, now give me that. So what? I question things in my life as I moved on. I stay strong. Call it what you want. I call it my ambition. No excuses here. It's against my religion. Against my religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't fall on anyone's excuses. Cause I just do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm built for tough. That's enough. Cause what I know is they don't really care about us. They don't really care about us. Last question in this in this part. Uh, if you could have a talent that you do not currently possess, what would it be? I think I would have learned how to play the keyboard a lot more, a lot better. Because yeah. artistically, like I feel trapped sometimes because I can translate what I hear in my head, but I can't play it. And you know, I I went to music school recently. Graduated from Los Angeles College of Music. Shout out LSEM. Um, and part of my curriculum 
we had to learn how to play the, the keyboard, but it was only for two quarters. So I wish I would have taken a little bit more classes in it so I can learn it. That's actually what I'm going to challenge myself to do for this year. Um, just so I can just lay like reference and demos a lot more and kind of understand key and chord progressions, not to get mm-hmm. too nerdy with it, but I wish I would have learned it a lot more when I was younger. It would have helped me out a lot better. So I wish I had that. I wish I learned to play yeah. an instrument. Me too, actually. I, I, like I said, I told you I own a guitar, but I do not know how to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I've owned several guitars throughout my life, and I've never picked them up to like teach myself. <laughs> it's just like cool. It's like cool to like just have it. Like it's just I have a guitar, man. Like that's just part of the cool club. Well, I have my my poems. They actually like have form like a song. Like they have mm-hmm. a, a hook, a bridge, like all those pieces to it. But it's just without music. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. See, you share my pain. Like, I can even write music now. I just can't play it. Just when my the, my hands get all wiggly and they get all nervous. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Right. So. Um, our next section is about relationships. So who is your closest friend and what do you love most about them? That is not a fair question. I have close friends all over the world for different reasons. I have best friends. I have I have people who are like extended family to me. I don't think I have one that's higher than the other. To be honest with you, um, I have <clears throat> their tears with me. So extended family, I mean, like they are brother and sister. So mm-hmm. my brother, who's we're not blood related, but we couldn't be no thicker. My brother would be like it'll be his name is Jesse. Um, my sister would be Carla. So those are, those are the top tier. And then you have the best friends. Um, I have out here in California, it's Daisy. Um, and Atlanta, I told you, Beatrice is my best friend, my annoying <laughs> best friend, but nonetheless, we love each other to death. And then you have the close friends. So like, you know, I, I have plenty, many close friends. Um, some people out here, like my friend Dom, um, my friend Suzette, who dances with me, um, my Wait, friend... Who's somebody that you call, like, on a daily basis? Every day? Mm-mm. I really <laughs> Nobody. Don't. Mm-mm. No. You just have lots of people. That, well, then you're very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm blessed. Yeah. I mean, I speak to my tears, like, consistently. I live with one. I speak to another one. Like, I I speak to Daisy often because we're phone people. But, like, my sister, I don't really speak to a lot. But I know she's there. My brother, I know he's there. We not speak a lot. But when when he's here, he's here. So, like, you know, that goes on. That's what I'm saying. I can't put one on top of the other. Like, they just fall in different tiers for me. Um, Do you have a mentor? Do you have someone that, like, you know... It doesn't have to be like a, like a like an artistic mentor, like a teacher mentor per se, but it could be like a you know a friend or a family member that just taught you something really deep. Um, I actually do have a mentor. Um, again, I told you I went to school for uh, I went to a school LSEM. I have my associate degree now in music business. Um, and the director of the program, who was actually director of student engagement, her name is Erin Workman. She is my mentor. She when I went to that school in 2018, I was a very broken male. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, this, this business is tough. It's mm-hmm. rough. It's, it's, it's not forgiving. And you'll meet a lot of bad people before you meet some good ones. For sure. Um, and 
when I went to, before I went to that school, I was in a really bad place, creatively, financially, business-wise. And I was at the point of giving up this career because of the bullshit that I had to encounter while living in Los Angeles, California. And that woman literally took the broken pieces of me and stitched it bit by bit by bit by bit. She taught me how to use my voice, my instrument. She taught me how to write better. She taught me how she instilled confidence back into myself. And anytime I will go over, she will bring me back in. And it's just certain things that your family can't connect to, can't connect you with. There's certain things that sometimes your friends or your peers can't connect you with. No, she she knew exactly how to say it, where to say it. And she always kept me focused and grounded. So Mm -hmm. she has become my mentor. And I haven't had a mentor since forever that I personally knew. She has become my mentor. That's great. So whenever I'm, yeah, when I'm losing my mind or losing my shit, I'll give her a call. And she will always bring me right back to focus, even after I graduated. That's so, awesome. yeah. Um, if you had a, and this is the last question, do you, if you had a, in this section, uh, if you had a chance to right a wrong in your past, what would it be? <laughs> um, right or wrong in my past? Um, that, that night, November 11th, 2017, mm-hmm. I would have just went home. And I'm not going to get too personal into it because that's it's a personal story for me that affected me that night. It was a really big night for me because my my dad's birthday. Sure. But that night, I would have just went home. I wouldn't have went to Hollywood. I wouldn't have drunk anything. I would have just went home mm-hmm. and grieved at home. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say. That's a great answer. I know. The mystery. <laughs> I mean, leave them guessing, right? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. We love so. a good mystery here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. The next section is about personal evolution um, or evolution in general, not about monkeys and things, but <laughs> about <laughs> like a personal evolution. Yeah. Um, so describe your current style and how is it different from your younger self? Style, you mean personal style, creative style, all the above? All the above. Um, I'm much more confident now on mm-hmm. who I am as a human being than as a man and as a gay male. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, I think when I was younger, I was trying to fit in so much to avoid being bullied. Um, I was I wasn't me. I wasn't I wasn't who I seen. When I looked in the mirror, I saw a stranger. So you know, I've learned to accept me for me. I've learned to accept my personal style. You know, I learned how to be fashion forward. You know, but still be comfortably in my skin. I've learned how to accept my sassiness, how to accept my lisp that I had. I hated my lisp growing up. Um, I hated my my lips. So I always try to hide them, like, because they're full. So I, I used to, like, kind of avoid it, but now I embrace them, you know, like, and they're part of my attributes. Um, I hated my hair. Like, I, I thought it was always too nappy. You know, like, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I texturized my hair to, <laughs> to make it look like I was Hispanic or biracial. And now I don't touch that no more. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy for my kinks, you know, and I'm 
fortunately, Kings was, was in now, but like even before <laughs> it came, like I, I, I accept it, you know, I, I like it, I love it, you know, um, I, I hated how I looked like physically, I was too bony back then, I was very skinny and I put some weight on me now and you know, I went to the gym and like I, I'm confident in my appearance now. Right. All the way. Well, I also feel like, um, and I can't speak from my experience, but just like from observation that like black males, uh, they have, I mean, black people in general, obviously just are held to a different kind of beauty standard. And um, it's extremely unfair because black people are some of the most beautiful people I've ever met. And uh, I just, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate that that is the way that it, it, it is. And um, that's kind of what I always like advocate for. And I always try to like, you know, talk to my, be an ally and just like talk to my friends and, and be like, Hey, like, don't do that. That's not cool. Or like, don't say that. Like, you know, even if they're not my friends, most people are my friends. I don't have that many friends, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the one that's just like, I'm going to be able to like, look, you need to shut up first of all, because you do not know. <laughs> and right. Like, you'll break it down for you right here. But yeah, it, it's just, it is how it is currently, but we hope to change that. Well, I think we, as, as, as African-American men hate using racial words because race doesn't exist. It's, we are, we are American. We're, we're all just, humans. We're all human beings first. But as, 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 as African-American men, we are held to different standards. Um, we are, we're kind of subjected to be a little bit more masculine, you know, more dominating, more generic. Um, and then when you dig a little deeper into that equation, black or African-American gay men, it's, it's even more of a standard, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of ostracize feminine black males or males in general, but specifically black males or African-American males. And we, we kind of make them feel like they're less than, and, and that's, that's not cool. That's not fair. Right. And you tease and it's like, you know, to be, cause we're, we're short in the deal, right? Us in general, black men in general, we, we fight a lot of wars in America that it's just, it's just fucked up, you know, and, 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 and it's not created in our favor. So I can understand why that, that, that position is set the way it is, but it just, when it trickles down, it just, it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, being in a mi- minority in America is rough. Being a double minority in America is just, downright crucial and 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 that played into my self-worth that played into my confidence that played into my interaction with other human beings that played into you know my mental health like it just it it formulated so I can say now that I'm out of that nightmare you know I've learned to accept myself for who I am and you can either love me or you can hate me but I'm still gonna love you regardless and you can say that like you're kind of like your darkest point in your life I'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> I mean, figuratively. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, would you consider that like, like, like the darkest part of your life? Like my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it was very scarring and you know, like it, it, it there's flashbacks sometimes and there's still hurt from it, but majority I've learned to forgive it. And you know, it happened and that's your childhood. That's what made you you. If it were, if there was no, dark childhood like that songs like ambition would have never came to play <laughs> so like you know songs like plenty would have never came to play songs even like famous would have never came to play which is out right now um but yeah like 
can find yeah, that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. We'll yeah. put a link. I will put a link in the bio. Yeah, shout out to Regis for producing that. Best friend, see, it takes care of me. And that video was amazing. Shout out to Peter and everybody that was involved in that. That wig, though. The that wig was- you were wearing. <laughs> Can we talk about the wig? Rick James wig? Um, yeah, like uh, I had to, I mean, I had to set the scene. Like it was either Rick James or Rick It's very James. 80s. It's very it was, 80s. Uh, that's exactly what I, like I even had like the drip curl in it just to make it more fuller. Like it was so much fun. Um, everybody always loves that wig. Um, they never talk about the sequin jacket that I wore in that video or like, the fact that I had shorts. Yeah, no, it's like the wig. Almost, <laughs> like it was so short, you can literally see my side. But like, I, <laughs> um, yeah, that wig, man. I still have that wig. Um, I think when I perform at Love, I'm gonna wear that wig just for. That wig was hot as hell. But I mean, it was the '80s like aerobic scene. I had to do it, man. It, right, yeah. you gotta go all in. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, yeah. If you met your younger self now, what would you say to them? It will get easier for you. Life will get easier. This is temporary. Keep going. Right. This is temporary. It will get easy. You will find friends who love you. You will find, you will manifest into your career. You would inspire other people to be great just by your energy. Don't let them dim your light. It's okay to be an extrovert and be yourself as sassy and spunky and fun as you are. It's okay. Right. Because the world was going to need you soon enough. That's what I would say to my young self. And you'll probably look at me like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> world will need you soon enough. Soon enough. Right. Duh. Look at that. me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, um, that's what I would say. Definitely. Cool. Uh, last section, and then we have a final question, and then we have Patreon-only uh, rapid-fire questions. So um, we have three, four questions left, and then we'll go into the rapid-fires. Um, uh, what is one interesting thing that people would be surprised to know about? Oh, this one's all about hopes, dreams, and aspirations. So it's like, Ooh. what is one interesting about you thing about you that people would be surprised to know? <laughs> um, uh, I have OCD. <laughs> yeah. As wild, as much of a wild card as I am when I'm, and into me mode, I'm completely OCD. I need to know where everything is at every mm-hmm. single time. If, if I freak out if it's not there, I'm, I'm that guy that has to make sure everything is perfectly aligned with anything. It annoys the hell out of me, but a lot of people will not know that. They will think that I'm just living my life. It's really incredibly as possible now. Not OCD. <laughs> I'm really I actually had OCD when I was a kid. I, I had like little ticks and things and maybe like slightly Tourette's, but I had yeah. weird ticks where I would put my ear to my shoulder like this because the vampires would bite me. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the vampires would bite you right there. I probably had that too. <laughs> Where I would like eat the M and M's only on like even numbers or things. Like it was just like right. a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually oh, remember yeah. my grandma yelled at me one time because uh, I I had this thing where I would cough and it was like a tick. I would go. <clears throat> <clears throat> And my grandma yelled at me one time. She goes, why are you doing that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and oh, I think no. it stopped after that. But <laughs> Jeez, Louise, dude, that's when crazy. When someone realized, someone made me aware that I was doing it, I uh-huh. was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> so you literally just like, <laughs> Yeah, for nothing. I don't know what it was. It was oh, weird. no, child. Don't do that now. You'll oh, no, see the CDC come running after you. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh-uh. Um, so what is what are you working on currently as well? 
<sighs> well, before COVID happened, <laughs> I was actually literally three days from shooting my next video, uh, which is for the song Type Dizzy, which is for my single Type Dizzy that I was supposed to release Friday that just happened. May, was that May 19th? May something teen. Um, so now I'll play that one on the Patreon so people can. <laughs> that was, that, that's fun. Actually, that song's actually on my website. Um, but yeah, I, um, now I'm, I guess I'm taking a break. Um, I'm doing interviews. So shout out to you. Shout out to Voyage LA for that wonderful profile they did on me. Um, I'm linking up with producers now. They, they've heard the music and they're like, oh, we got to get on board now. So like I'm literally getting beats left and right mm-hmm. um, to top line to and maybe, you know, record possibly. And I'm just kind of revisiting my plan so that when the world finally opens up and we're allowed to go outside, I'm immediately hitting the studio <laughs> and it's recording some more magic. Cool. I love that. Um, and then last question in this section, then we have one more question, one final question. Uh, what do you hope to experience in your life or future career? Oh, shit. Um, there's so many endeavors, man. I, As a performer, of course, the, the, the goal would be to, you know, perform worldwide, internationally, not just in the States, uh, have a successful tour, successful tour, uh, do a little film, little TV, I already have an event production company. Shout out to Hidden Gems. We kind of throw shows in Hollywood, what we did. Um, so maybe get that off the board. We're talking about doing a podcast now to, you know, talk to independent artists all over the world and kind of get their, their feeling and spew. And we're funny as hell. So kind of getting that off the ground. Um, I want to write a screenplay about my life because <laughs> it is an E! True Hollywood story, no lie. Um, right. And, you know, I want to have a nice home, probably I want to be a fur father for a pup, for like a dogs all across the world, no cats. Um, <laughs> I love cats though. Right? Uh, I, uh, I prefer dogs. Um, I like cats both. Cool I, like cats. I, 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 mean, I like both. I've, I've had really great cats though, so I'm, I'm very blessed in that regard. I live with very, very good cats. Like, shout out to Pig and Cricket. Those are the cats I live with when I was a Yeah, they were called Pig and Cricket. Yeah, shout out to Amanda. She named her, her her cats Pig and Cricket. But they were, like, nice, beautiful cats. Like, they didn't smell. They did their thing. And whenever they wanted attention, they would bother you. If not, they were just, like, totally, like, yeah, leave me alone. Um, but I still want to – I think dogs are really – dogs are adorable. And I've never had one. So, like, I I would love to experience that since uh you said who you never had a dog no when, wow. I, when I was younger we had cats um, uh we had a boy and a girl Trisha Marquez my mom named them or did I name them I don't remember but they both passed away so that was that <laughs> um so my, my first cat was a stray and <sighs> my mom does not remember this but I remember this vividly because I got in trouble for it uh-huh but I was very young and I did not realize like our, our fir- my first cat was a white cat named Snowball Yay! And we had her like I just like brought her in off like the street or something like she was like she's now my cat. <laughs> so that's very bold. Day, okay. <laughs> I was very young and I was just like, oh snowball, you must be too hot out here. Let me help you, and I, I put um, otherwise you'll melt. And I put her in the freezer <laughs> for all but like 
30 seconds. Like my mom literally came around the corner, like while I was putting her in there and she goes, what are you doing? Jesus (laughs) Christ. She was hot. (laughs) She's a snowball. Oh, my my Lordy Jesus. Okay. (laughs) My mom does not remember this at all, but I I remember this very vividly. (laughs) Wow. Hence her name, Snowball. That's interesting. She was going to (laughs) melt. You know what? That, yeah. (laughs) I can understand. Yep. 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 (laughs) There's one final question. What's up? What have you manifested lately? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that was a good one. What Mm -hmm. have I manifested lately? Hmm. Get a little more specific because I can answer this question in a lot of ways. I mean, in any way, what have you, what was the last thing that you remember that you manifested? Um. Good or bad? It was definitely good. Um. Oof, man. Oof. I'm trying to figure out the perfect words to say. I'm, I may just get raw with it, but um, it happens. And when you, my nana always taught me when you and my and my aunt, whenever you put it out there to the universe and you do good, it'll naturally manifest its way back to you. So, I think in the midst of this, this, this crisis that we're enduring my biggest fear was my my artistry my career will come to a complete halt Mm -hmm. and i put so much work and i put so much energy and i asked the spiritual beings in the universe to really help create give me back this energy and have to come back full force and um i was scared and i can honestly say that even in this pandemic it's coming back to me so I've manifested again the feature. I've manifested this interview. I've, I've manifested producers. I've, I've I'm still going, mm-hmm. and, and people can't say that. Like I didn't. I didn't have to do a TikTok video. I didn't have to, like, do a me versus someone else. Like I, I, I didn't have to go looking. It's coming to me naturally. Right. And and it's like wow the like, more you the more you like seek the farther it gets from you the far, right the farther it gets but when you like literally you start like let from, go like, the center like where yeah. you are yeah it's that's when everything just kind of like shifts i agree you know there's there's books that i read on it because i didn't believe that there to be true so i read the alchemist and um there was a book that kind of like changed my mind on that. Like, you know, just put it out there, say you want to ask the universe and the universe will find it to you. Mm-hmm. And the, it, it's very true. Like it, it, it very much so true. I'm living proof. And then I went a step above recently and I read this book, The Celestine Prophecy. And that book really gets into it and how deep it is and how the universe gives you clues and it, it kind of aligns it for you. And it's just yours for the taking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you read that, when you read it, the moment you read it, the moment you become spiritually awakened that it's happening. Mm-hmm. And the minute I become spiritually awakened that it's happening, the more things are starting to happen again, that I was just like, boom, 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 boom. I have mm-hmm. this, I have that. 
I said I wanted this some time ago. Things that happened like 15 years ago, all of a sudden just like pop up in your brain and you're like, right. That's what that was. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. And even during my troubled times in out here living in LA before I decided to let go on my God, literally like I was always running after something because I felt like my time was up running, chasing, being desperate, making moves in desperation. So I was putting that, that, that energy out there, which Mm -hmm. is often bad. Right, you know, nobody wants to be desperate. Nobody wants to make moves in desperation or feel like they're being hurried or rushed. And I ran into a lot of mistakes that cost me a lot of money and a lot of time. And you know, when I stopped and I centered and and as my aunt would say, "Be still and let God do its work," it just started happening. You know, like I, I if you would have told me three years ago, or oh, twenty seventeen, 20, yeah, three years ago, that I would have known somebody that does a composer that does sound if you told me i, I would have met videographers who were, who were willing to shoot me for free if you would have told me i would have dj on my team i would have laughed at you right. like no i was out searching for them if you would have told me i'd be the the founder and event coordinator for having my residency in a, in a event space in hollywood on friday night i would have laughed at you but it right. came to me so like these things are just naturally coming to me. So like, it makes me kind of excited for the next day. Like, oh my God, like, if this is good, I'm really right. And now I'm really still like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, man, like what's going to happen next? Like what's going to happen next? So yes, I, I, yeah, that I've, I've manifested that energy. That energy is coming back to me full force. And it just makes me want to be like, now I'm really lost. Like, no, universe got it. I ain't worried about that God got it. I ain't worried about that. Right. And I'm just excited to see what's going to happen. Right. Yep. Well, thank you again for your vulnerability. Yay. No diggity. No doubt. I got too much liquor in me, but I stand tall. Tight, busy, but I know how to get down Get drunk, getting crazy with the in crowd I've been feeling myself tonight I got my homies with me, so you know I'm alright Acting crazy with me, cause you know that's how we ride Got some more outside coming DJ, get the club jumping Tight, busy, but I had no This is 
club, I'ma feel good Numb that pain inside And the whole world taking my smooth Trying to keep up, matching my world Time to see what we To drive, oh room is spinning round and round. Why they leave me all alone? Where you at? Why you not answering your phone? I'm calling, texting all their phones. Y'all lame for that. Hard to keep up, won't stop from trying. Hard to stand up, won't stop from vibing. Hey, fuck all that, I feel alright. Jumping up and down with a mom that's This is just 20 questions. They're really simple. Um, you could answer as fast or as slow as you want. It's rapid fire, but whatever. The, the show's about another 30 minutes or so. Boom, boom. Um, cool. So, number one, if you were to win a million dollars today, what would be the first thing you would buy? <laughs> I would buy... I would buy Asian food. <laughs> I'll be so sushi, shocked. Sushi, Chinese, Thai. Yeah, I would probably buy sushi. And I would buy a shitload of it. And right. I would just sit and realize I just won all this money. Yeah, that would be the first thing I'd buy. <laughs> Honestly. Um, which two of the four main Sex in the City characters are you most like? Carrie, Samantha, Mar- Charlotte, Miranda. Oh, I watched that. I can probably tell you line by line that show. I watched that show literally every day. Um, I'm a cross between Miranda and Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie and Miranda. That's not I have an attitude like Miranda, but I'm a hopeless romantic like Carrie. I'm like Carrie Samantha. <laughs> Samantha's fun. <laughs> Just artsy and slutty. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. She's not slutty. She's just sexually liberated. And I love it. Sexually she tried everything exactly. under the time. <laughs> yeah. When she did that swing episode, I was just like, girl, you too much. <laughs> you just, so good. Go I love Samantha. Um, what's your favorite movie? Damn, that's hard. 
Um, or current favorite movie? Current favorite movie. My current favorite movie would have to be... Oh shit. Uh ooh. Ooh. Waiting to exhale will always be my favorite movie of all Waiting time. Waiting to exhale. <laughs> Waiting to exhale, yes. That birthday cake has meaning. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that birthday cake has meaning. <laughs> Only a select few who is gonna be listening to this just got that. That birthday cake always has meaning in my life. Oh Shout out to Mo. <laughs> I've never watched no. it, but now I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. That was liberation right there. Um, who's your favorite band musician or artist? And that could be Come on. That I, could be I, current. I mean, Whitney, I, you already talked to her after death. Right. <laughs> they have to be like current, current? Like, like, no, I mean, it could be of all time. It could be current. Well, you know, mother's, mother's the key. My mo- mother's Janet Jackson. Like, that's like mother. Like, I... I live, I exist, I breathe creatively for her. Like, that's just my go-to. Like, that's my mother. Michael Jackson's the creative godfather. Prince is, like, the real father because Michael mm-hmm. and Jenny could never have a baby unless I would look really weird. Um, <laughs> J-Lo's auntie. Like <laughs> and then Beyonce's, like, my cousin. Right. That's what uh, I'm saying. I saw Janet Jackson live a couple of years ago. <sighs> I had never seen her before. I, I listened to her music a bit, but I, I wouldn't say that I was like a stan or anything. But after that show, I was I was a Janet Jackson stan. She is just a reason <laughs> of all existence for me. She is, that's just, <laughs> yeah. Imagine my life when I, 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 my dad got me tickets for my graduation to go mm-hmm. see her in August this year. Oh, shit. I know. Mm-hmm. You know who else I saw too that that summer? I saw Janelle Monae. She is amazing. She's amazing. Yes, she is. Yeah, she she's very. She's a really great live performer. And there's not a lot of great live performance in our current times right now. I must say. So like she is Janelle Monae is one of them. She's a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. I like to say so. Yeah. Um, definitely. What is one favorite article of clothing in your closet currently? Ooh. <laughs> I have a coat. It's a trench coat, but it's textured, and um, it's, it's people in it. <laughs> no, no, it's, I call it. It's my Harry Potter cloak. Oh, I love that. I, yeah, I love it, and I wear it with my um, I wear it with the thing up, the 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 collar up, and I have shoes that match it. They're black shoes and they're textured. It kind of has the same pattern. So when I wear like that outfit, you can't tell me nothing. Well, those those set you can't tell me nothing. I, and then when the wind blows, it makes it even better. Because I, I was blowing the wind. Back tattoo. That's all Harry Potter. Oh wow, Hogwarts for life. You're not playing. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. If you could be. Oh, what's your biggest pet peeve? Inconsistency, and that goes everywhere every part of my life, Mm -hmm. my professional life, my creative life, my social life, and for sure my personal life, I cannot stand an inconsistent person. Not at all. Right. Yeah, I break my back. I'm a man of my word, and I break my back to make sure if I promise you something or establish a certain behavior, I'm going to make sure that that behavior is established all the way. Right. Cool. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the same. I'm the same way. Like, I, I have inconsistent tendencies, and I feel like shit whenever I'm like in that mode. So I don't like being there, and I like to surround myself with people that are consistent and. That helps me be more consistent. <laughs> Sipping that tea. <laughs> um, if you could be from any other decade, what would it be? Oh, the disco era. I, I, me and my funny the DJ I mentioned earlier. Shout out to Track Runner. We are fans of the disco. Like we just disco nightmare was everything. I wish I was there with the bell bottoms and the platform shoes. My shits would have been legit. Um and. That Afro would have been the bomb.com. I have a blonde one. Um, and like, yeah, I probably would have been in the bathroom. I'm not going to say that out loud. But, I mean, you know, and, you know, like. Just paid uh, content only. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> you see it. Yeah, I probably, that probably would have been me. But just dancing all night, man. The stories I hear from my parents, especially my dad, I, I would have, I would have loved it. I would have, it. I would have loved it. I think I'm a child of the, of the disco, like secretly. I was I'm, like, I'm like a hippie child. I was like, I needed to be in the '60s, like doing acid at Woodstock. Like that was that was. <laughs> we were like we were like similar eras, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Make love, not war. Everything is great. Everything is great. Everything is great. Just oh, is on LSD. Look at him. Ooh, look mm-hmm. at him go. Yeah. Probably. If you could have any three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be? Uh, I would love to see at my dinner my my grandmother, my nana, my grandfather, my pa, and um, I would like to see Prince. Damn. Because I would love to see their reaction to him, and I would love to see his reaction to. Right. <laughs> and then, oh Lord Jesus! <laughs> well, like, wow, you know, it is, it is. I'm glad that you idolize me and you look at me. Love him. And my nana, like you go, boy. <laughs> if your you know? house was on fire, what two things would you run back in and get? <laughs> I hate to say this. Uh, I would, I would, I would have my phone on me, so that's not, that's not even it. I would truck my seventy-inch TV. I don't care how heavy it is, and I would grab my laptop and run out the door. Everything else can burn. Everything <laughs> can burn. You can always, you can always get new. <laughs> right, I can, I can get a new game console. I can get a new fridge. I can get a new bed set. I can, but no, not this TV must go with me. Right. So, I'm not trying to myself, stuff. but I have too many things that I would like run and get. Ugh, I have too many things. Only two. <laughs> right. Um, name a book you have read that has shaped you positively. Oh, I said that. Um, Celestine Prophecy. That book's dope. Celestine I recommend Prophecy. that. It was a recommendation for me. I recommend it to anybody. That's a really good book. Cool. Celestine Prophecy. Celestine Prophecy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Celestine Prophecy. Okay. The bestseller. Mm-hmm. Um, who would play you in the movie of your life? <laughs> Todd Cole. Todd <Tadrick> Cole. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Although he's an asshole, isn't he? 
Uh, I have several friends that have met him, and he was just like, he's an arrogant asshole. Um, I've, I had, I've seen him around. I haven't yeah. physically met him. I haven't heard of his asshole. I heard he's very, he's intense. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't call him an asshole. I don't know. What, the brief encounter I've, I've met him with, I haven't seen him be an asshole. He's just right. normal. Normal, yeah. I I have several friends that have met him, and we're just like, yeah, he's not. <laughs> oh, well, maybe he's maybe not. <laughs> right? Okay. Well, maybe you know, maybe he won't be an asshole for my role because right. <laughs> I mean, I have my moments, but he would just have to learn a New York accent. I heard that's pretty tough. So, <laughs> right. um, if you weren't doing the job you're doing now, what would you be doing? So, say if you weren't a singer, what would you be doing? I'll probably be somebody's therapist. Yeah. That's a good one. The world needs more therapists, honestly. Yeah, therapy. Uh, I mean, I'm a form of a therapist. I just don't have, I just don't sit down with you. I just provide music for you to, you know, access your inner feelings and, you know, bring them out to the front and go. But That's its own form of therapy, though. Yeah, it's a form of therapy. <laughs> music is always a form of therapy. This is my yeah, form of therapy. <laughs> right. See what I'm saying? Entertainment. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be... I'll be the one. Come see me. I have the big white sofa. I have the glasses and everything. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so tell me what happened. Problems. <laughs> right. Tell me your problems. Right. Exactly. Um, if you had a spirit animal, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. That's like totally gay. Um, a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> It could be a mythological. Mine would be a dragon. <laughs> yeah, so you. No, honestly, my spirit animal is a phoenix. <clears throat> That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, what's your favorite TV show? Come on. Uh, my favorite TV show that I can never get tired of, and I don't care, judge me, is The Golden Girls. You just gotta love Old Woman Shade. Yeah, it just it just gets no better than Old Woman Shade. It just (laughs) it just gets no better than that. It's just beautiful. Period. You had one superpower. What would it be? Telekinesis. Yeah, it's a good Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who was your first crush? Male or female? Either. Uh, <laughs> um, my first female crush before I became into my awakening and realized that that's not me, it was Alia. My male crush of of all time is it was my first one was El Puche. He's hot. <laughs> have you seen him in the nineties? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, old Todd Smith, boy. Like in like his lips, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would lose, lose it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> the, uh, what was the one thing you could eat forever, no guilt attached? Wings. I love chicken wings. A fact about me. <laughs> Anywhere I go, I always have to get wings. Point mm-hmm. blank and period. I can eat it all day. I can eat it all night. I am that guy, that wing guy. I'm yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Period. I like wings. I like. <clears throat> I like uh, barbecue wings. 
barbecue, teriyaki, mild on like it's too hot, ch- honey, chipotle Buffalo honey. Buffalo is another honey. like good contender for me too. Yeah, I just, I love it. I love traditional. I don't like boneless. Like I'm, I'm that guy. I can make them. I can fry them. I can get it from Wingstop. I can get it from Buffalo Wild Wings. I can get it from Buddha's. <laughs> yeah, I'm just that guy. I'm the guy that you text to a restaurant. The first thing he's looking for, y'all got wings? Yep. Period. Done. Done. All right, I'm happy. three more questions. Uh, mm-hmm. If a genie granted you three wishes, what would you wish for? And not no more wishes. <sighs> <laughs> um, I would wish for not world peace. This is not a beauty pageant because <laughs> everything comes with a price. I would wish for. Mm, Hmm. Oh, damn. I would wish for a house in Nevada. I will wish for inner peace for a certain family member that I have. Um, I'm not going to say anything, you know, for confidentiality purposes. And then the last wish I will have is I will wish, honestly, the genie for me to be free. Who wants to be in a goddamn antique for the rest of their lives? Yeah. <laughs> right. Good answer. Right. Jenny, my last wish is for you to live your life. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what is your ideal vacation destination? A place where I can literally go, turn off my phone, and be intrigued the whole time. Like, forget that I have a cell phone. Disconnect with the social media, the world, and like really just go live in the moment and feel like I have not missed one single thing. I love that. Deep, huh? Yeah. <laughs> last thing. And you could use your, your last answer if you want to, but um, if you could solve one world problem, what would it be? I would, I would increase, I would decrease suicide that's a good one that's an honest one that's very honest that's what i stand for yeah see the value in yourself i would really that's my wish to to really increase self-worth increase confidence and decrease self what is that when we sell comparison of other people towards self decrease depression anxiety lack of self-worth that's my mission so of course that's where i would go decrease the suicide rate that's currently right now spiking that nobody likes to talk about yeah definitely yep hey i wonder thank yeah. you yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome it's so much fun i'm glad that i got to talk to you and i'm very happy that uh you were so vulnerable and able to share all of this all this really cool stuff with me so thank you no and, problem uh, i thank you for having me like yeah, this is really fun uh I, I love what you're doing i think this is going to be amazing for you and i, I you know i just you have big things, man. The universe is working for you. It Look is. at you. It All is. happy and gleeful and stuff, you know? That's good. So thank you. Thank you for saying Kyle Wonder, except the last time you just called me Kyle. Kyle. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Why well, say cow the first time? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is the Japanese pronunciation. 
yes, it is the Japanese pronunciation, <laughs> right? So whatever, it, it's still it's still the same. So thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you again. It's been so much fun. I will talk to you soon. Yes, we will do. Bye. turn that off do you know how to turn that voice off i have no clue none at all it just started (laughs) it just started doing this Um, recording that's for them people who got the badass kids in the background and they over there making the mess recording is on it never did that before i don't know how it started doing it i'm pretty sure that's probably why it's doing it now (laughs) anyways so um I know this is a little bit of a surprise uh, for our listeners, but I I wanted to bring you back just for like an update because it's been a year since that interview. Oh, yes, it has. Almost to the day, actually. I know. Um, I know. But the sad part of it is, is that because it was a new podcast that no one really heard it. (laughs) Sounds about right. So I just kind of like kept it. Well, it kind of got buried to Patreon for a little while because we only had two subscribers on Patreon and it mm-hmm. was just, you know, it, it just didn't get the love. It's hard. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's man. But now we have a little bit of a listener base. Okay. So Congratulations. To, yeah. Thanks. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. We're coming up, you know, unfortunately <laughs> John's out of town, um, but you know, okay. it's just, it's just you and I today. <laughs> but um this is Kaya Wonder. We were just uh I, I wanted to have you back on to kind of like update of like how this year has been for you. You mean the year 2020 or the year 2021? The year since we recorded that interview. Let's see. I think um last time we spoke, I just released Famous. I remember talking yeah. about it for my, in honor of my late grandma who passed away the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I remember the sassy comment because you was talking about, you know, your grandma too. Yeah. Um, after we, after we spoke, I mean, look what happened in the world. Like that's when, if I'm so sure, that was right before the Black Lives Matter movement started because the Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter movement started in June, right? So May 25th, like 26th. May 25th, right. So um, George Floyd happened and it, it uprocked the world and it really kind of shocked me into place, I guess. Um, so I had to do a little reflection and I, I kind of stepped away because I was supposed to release music, but uh, mm-hmm. of course, because of the pandemic, everything was at definitely a pause. So I, um, I had to take a break to kind of relieve my mind because when you're watching tv and you're watching number one and a a, a black man or a man of color get killed live (laughs) i mean that does something to a black man Mm -hmm. (laughs) watching that and you know the politics see anybody get murdered that's just not it's just not yeah but someone that looks like you in that sort of you know it's it's just completely triggering and it is very triggering and i think um you know for a lot of us black men it, it kind of brought back you know trayvon martin it kind of brought back that tragedy for me that's how in depth it was for me and also there was a man by the name of robert bell who was mm-hmm. assassinated 
in New York City back some time ago, um, the night before his wedding. And it just like all of that, really, that energy kind of triggered from George Floyd. And uh, I just, I need to break. We can even, sorry to cut you off, but like we can even go back as far as like 90, like 1982, April 26, mm-hmm. 1992. There was a riot yeah. in the streets. Tell me, where were you? Right. Rodney right. King. <laughs> and I think, line, um, but, you know, everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, the 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 part that really I guess got it for me was when I was growing up. I grew up in New York, as I said last time we spoke last year. And <clears throat> when when the Rodney King riots happened out here in LA, when things was boarded up and things of that sort, like mm-hmm. I've never experienced that before because I'm from New York. Like I mean, the most you're gonna get from us, unless you really try us, is like a protest. Yeah. Maybe some riffraff in the street, but it's never everything boarded up. So yeah. I remember that Sunday when Beverly Hills imposed a four o'clock curfew because of the protest. That, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna get too political about the protest, but the protest that happened, and I remember that you know I was on my way to a friend's birthday and I missed her birthday, which is ironically on Monday. Um, and I remember driving through Beverly Hills and looking at everything boarded up, and it just hit another shock value for me because, like, again, I've never experienced that before so like as they say in the world shit got real right and and i had to kind of take a moment to deflect and and really or reflect and really hold to my life and you know i had to talk to my mom and my dad a lot about what was going on and you know my mom told me that when she was growing up she actually had a white man spit on her in front of her sister my aunt my late aunt and um it kind of, she kind of knew what it was. So it kind of desensitized it to what was going on, but it's still a role because, you know, I'm her only child and I'm a black man. I'm African-American gay male. So it, it, it kind of like talking to her kind of helped soothe. And, um, you know, eventually, like I said, I went out, then I came back and I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to do music anymore because with the pandemic, the entertainment industry got hit the hardest, especially in the music game. If you're not a major artist, if you're independent, if you're up and coming independent, there's only so much Zoom meetings and, and TikTok dance crazy that you can participate in, right? You want to get out and express yourself. I thrive on the stage and I, I thrive entertaining people, right? There's half of us. So there's only but so much things you can do when the, the world's closed. Yeah. Right. Half and your income comes from live shows. Like you can't. Exactly. <laughs> majority of the income comes from live shows so there are four ways to get paid when you're a music artist you can get paid through your your album recordings you know that went to sh- yeah i don't want to right streaming kind of like um you have the live shows so tour you have merchandise and you have sponsorships hold on so wait wait, wait pause for a second show me your nails again oh <laughs> I was getting to that. Okay. <laughs> I, just, you, I just saw them. So <laughs> please continue yeah. your story though. I just had to see yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you, if you bring them to the, the focus, um, <laughs> they're Japanese symbols. I mean, he did a good job. Yeah. One means hopeful. One means teacher. And one means, one means hopeful teacher. And I think one means forgiven. And they're in red, black, and white. So I did that as an homage to, you know, my favorite colors in the world. And um my favorite colors too. Yeah, that that's something new that's changed. The yeah. the nail craze has changed with men, but we'll get into that later. Um <laughs> so 
I think that, you know, taking the break and, and realizing there's no source of income. Right. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you just be patient? Do you relocate, which is what a lot of us did living out here in Los Angeles? Um, do you, do you just sing live on Instagram? Do you, do you hit the TikTok phase? What, what do you do? You can't, there's so much you can't do. And I was feeling so uninspired until I seen Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's WAP video. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Work. So when I, when I seen that video, I was like, wait, if they can do a video in the middle of a pandemic, Mm-hmm. And it goes so far in, then I need to get back to work. I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to get back to work. So I remember walking through my roommate's place, well, my place at the time, but my roommate was in the living room and I walked out of the bedroom and I looked at him and I said, I'm going to be shooting my next video in about a month and a half. Yeah. And he looked at me like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, it's time. We're going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know if the cops are going to stop me because of licensing and because of social distancing and the pandemic. But you know what? I am going to do this and I'm going to make this situation in the world fit my benefit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell a story. And that's the birth of Type Dizzy, which was released Mm -hmm. November 19th, 2020. (laughs) Um, So question. Yes. That the song itself sounds just like that TLC song, though. What song? Like the I can't fucking remember what it's called, but the the chorus specifically. I know it's a different. I know it's different, but like it just really sounds like that TLC song to me. I can't Ah. right now. Uh, I'm not gonna even like (laughs) look it up, but like I said, I, I can't. I can't think of it right now. But when I first heard it, I was like, "This is that song." Um. Reminiscent. Funny story about that song because I gotta, I gotta tell. That I thought it was about me. <laughs> oh my gosh! I no, thought, like oh, he wrote a song about me being <laughs> drunk ass. Like <laughs> no, um, a couple of years ago, I was with a friend of mine, homie Nick Jameson was his name. Mm-hmm. He um, we he produced, and we was like, we got together, and you know, he, he didn't, you know, I did music, I sang, and I write, and. He was like, let's write Uber music. And what do you mean by Uber music? This is when Uber was just coming out. Mm-hmm. Uber music is when you're listening on your on your way to your event, the Uber music hypes you up, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to drive, you know, you're drinking and stuff. So yeah. okay, let's do Uber music. So when I heard the original beat or sample, I immediately put myself, okay, this is gonna be a club hit. Like, it's just this is just gonna be a club like dun, 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 so I just imagine myself being literally drunk in VIP mm-hmm. and a moment of realization when you realize that you are completely inebriated and mm-hmm. there's nothing that people can say to bring it back down, but you are literally having the time of your life. Mm-hmm. So that's where that that it starts off, I got too much liquor in me, but I stand tall. I got way too many bottles of alcohol. Type dizzy, but I know how to get down, get drunk, getting crazy with the in crowd. And so I'm in VIP. I've been feeling myself tonight. So um, type dizzy, because people ask me, what does type dizzy mean? Well, when you're drunk, are you not type dizzy? I know I am. <laughs> What's your type? Can you walk a stride? 
<laughs> so I, I wrote oh, by the way, it, it wasn't TLC that, busy. By the way, it wasn't TLC that I was thinking of. It was City High that I was thinking of. Um, what would you do if your son was at home? Oh, alone at the yeah, yeah, that's all. That's the song oh. I was thinking of. There's some similarities, but similar, we kind of yeah. hit different different arrangements. Yeah, yeah. So um flash forward, flash forward to actually recording the song. Cause I recorded that song actually three times. Mm-hmm. And I recorded the first time. It was cool, but a little bit more production needed to be hit because I'm just a perfectionist in the studio. So when I recorded the second time, it was cool. But I felt like something something else was missing from the creative story side. Of, I went back to school, as I told you, for LACM. And I remember Cassia Livington, who was one of my professors and who also wrote Pussycat Dolls, Stick With You, and Flo Rida's um, Club Can't Handle Me. So she's a songwriter on both of those records, a couple, along with some other ones. She's really popular in the songwriting world. She asked me to sing a song for her in my songwriting class. And I did. Cause I, I love that song. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Hmm, I love the message, but I feel like you can do more. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, you strike me as the kind of person that would have a message or something of uplifting for your brand. And, and this, this song is just about partying, right? It was just, it was just partying. And, um, and I thought about that and that's true. So, what is a message that you want to relay to your fans or to people listening who's never heard of you before, who has been in this situation? So I kind of flipped the narrative and I made it to be a story of a guy who is normally just out of pocket, uptight, like Miranda Priestly from The Devil Wears Prada or, mm-hmm. you know, just, 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 just downright just stiff. Yeah. And they're using Where this alcohol. Yes. <laughs> and they're using this alcohol as a means to escape who they are, to be more approachable, more enjoyable and more live in the moment. Because when they're in a normal mind, they don't live in the moment. Right. So I changed my second verse. I'm going to replay it. I'm going to say it. So um, I think the original second verse was I'm standing in the I'm standing in the line, feel it in my tailbone. Wait, I'm in the bathroom line getting my life. I don't remember it. <laughs> but the new one, normally I'm awkward, known for being kind of rude. But tonight I'm free, drinks on me, don't have no attitude. Mm-hmm. Type dizzy and I'm caught up in the moment, getting wingsy, I'm feeling important. I'm just getting my life tonight. And I sealed it with this kiss. Now, let's be honest, I got problems. It's the way of life. But at the end of this cup, I'm going to feel good, numb that pain inside. So it brought back that message that I, that I continuously preach in my music and my brand well, yeah, and brought it with the partying. And yeah. now, okay, boom, we recorded this song. So the video kind of had to match that swag, of course, and also add into what's happening. So why not tell the story of somebody who just doesn't want to go to a restaurant and turn up, right? We want bars and clubs. I don't, we don't want a restaurant. I'm going to sit in my chair, like, what's, what's going to happen, you know? And, like, what's up? And when I did the video and I did the storyline and we shot it, I was so afraid that the cops would either stop me, shut it down because I had no permits, or we'll have some people who are just not friendly yeah. because, you know, we didn't have any masks on when we didn't shoot, and you know, it, that was at the time, November, when we started to rise again. So I was so nervous. And 
guerrilla style shooting is always a risk, right? That's why a lot of people don't like to do it. But I can say that that, that night of that shoot, and it went from 8 p.m. to 2.45 a.m. It was at Universal City, Universal Studios, the, the bridge. Mm-hmm. It was literally on Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. Heavy, major traffic cop area. And it was in Silver Lake. So I picked the location, but I'm still nerve, like nerve wracking because I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if this is going to work. So when I recorded it, I didn't get harassed. Mm-hmm. I didn't get stopped. Not once. I was, it was a clean shoot from the start to the finish. And when I seen, it was meant to be. And when I seen the, the, the end result, I was so in love. And Mm -hmm. my mother who never really understand, understood the music business because business, because she is very corporate, very, very, um, very high mighty, you know, nine to five ritualistic. She would support her son but she just, you know, I, I will, I will want a better life for you. Yeah. But if you have to chase this dream, you better chase it. When she seen that video, she called me, and when well, my dad showed her, she called me, and she was like, you know, man, man, that's my nickname in my family. You did really, really good. I, like, I'm so shocked. I didn't know you can do that. And I'm like, ma, I've been, you've known me for how many years of my life? What do you mean you mm-hmm. didn't know that I couldn't do that? She's like, I I didn't know you was that good. Like, why aren't you getting paid for this? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you on TV? Why? Oh, so now you believe. Now you get it. it. <laughs> now, now you get it. Okay, well, mom, that's what I've been trying to do. So, like, I, um, I was so happy. She gave me that stamp of confidence. And I was, I was just so excited. And, and literally, like I said, I dropped that video, I believe, a week before thanksgiving happened mm-hmm. and you know spreading the love and getting love and when my mother gave me that stamp of approval mm-hmm. i was like okay i think i did good on to the next project mm-hmm. sadly the next week my mother passed away suddenly yeah. um so you want to talk about the universe my mother gave me her final stamp of approval before she passed away Divine timing and right there. And divine timing. And, you know, it, it was sudden. And I'm going to get too much into it because I'll probably a mess. But December 4th changed my life. And, you know, at the funeral in New York, I sang at her funeral. I sang Ain't No Stopping Us Now. I was so nervous. And I've never sang in front of my hometown people before. Mm-hmm. Now, LA people, you know, I mean, it's LA, right? Everybody loves you. But New York, if you, if you, if you, you, you get chopped. Yeah. So I was so <laughs> nervous singing, right? So nervous singing an upbeat song at a funeral service, literally with my mother's body next to me. Yeah. But I blew it out and I made everybody get out their seat. My dad made everybody get out their seat. They started doing the bus stop. It was so crazy, but it was such, it was such great energy. And that, that particular moment led me into 2021 because that was in December, right? So now, okay, she gave you the stamp of approval. Now you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go all in now, right? You gotta do this in her honor now, because now you got, you got Warrior Angel Mom, which her name was Angela. And then remember, we have Warrior Angel Nanny on the left side. 
So I have two big matriarchs in my life, people who shaped me to be who I am, watching me from the other side. Mm-hmm. So now the universe has to be with me because now these people, and I know my Nana and I know my mother, especially my mother. My mother will bend her back five times to make sure that I got what I, what I wanted as I, I was the only child. So I had to trust in the spirits. And I was like, you know what? Now I'm going to have to go in. I'm going to have to go hard. I'm going to find a way to grieve, but the show must go on. I, I, I have to do it. I have to honor her way. And if it's my last breath, I can say I made my mama proud. Then that's all that matters to me. So 2021 hits and I dropped another video. I want to, we'll talk about this in a second, but I want to mention, or I want to like just touch on something that you passed that you kind of glossed over a little bit. Uh-huh. You did a, you did a, an upbeat song at a funeral. At a funeral. A little untraditional, but <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I am super fucking stoked that you did that because, uh, I feel like I hate funerals. Funerals are so sad. They're so yeah. Brief. It's so, so somber and it's so, it's so wah, 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 wah. like no. It should be a celebration. Like now they're now they're all they're all around us. You know. Well, we yes. We should be like you know. Yeah, we gotta grieve, obviously, but like we don't. It doesn't have not to, that day. It yeah, have, it's a homegoing service, and I think um. Remember, I don't know if you remember the last interview we had, but my grandmother always said no tears, right? So no tears at my funeral. If you got to cry, kick them out. Yeah. For my mother, my mother was kind of the same way. My mother's spirit was very uplifting. It was very happy. She was the fun one in her group when they were younger. And when we got older and she had me and then I got my friends and, you know, I had my friends within the LGBTQ community and they became brothers to me. She kind of became a second mom to them. So they nicknamed Angela Benji Angie. And that name speaks for itself. So as fun as she was, Angela was who are you talking to? <laughs> like yeah. a Brooklyn woman, like who, who don't make me take off my earrings. And you know, as equally as she was spicy, she was so much fun and she had such an open heart. So I cannot sing a sad song about her not being here because she has made a positive and uplifting change in experience and everybody that was in the room that time. So my uncle actually put some of the lyrics in his sermon, his eulogy, and I caught it because I, I know the song because I know my mother's favorite song of all time. Right. So I caught it. And I was just singing it to myself. And I guess I didn't realize how loud I was because we had masks on. Because again, this is December, right? So we had back at the speak. And I just started singing. He was like, yeah, there's been so many things that's held us down. But now it looks like things have finally turned around. I was like, I know we got a long, long way to go. And where we'll end up, I don't know. He was like, stop. Don't sing on my eulogy. And I was like, well, you started the song. And everybody started <laughs> laughing. And he was like, well, everybody give it up. And I got up and I just, I just went off. And it, it ended See, off I the love, service in such let's, a let's, great way. Yeah, up. it was so great. Let's break <laughs> up that sadness. Let's yeah. add a little levity to this. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, oh I wasn't going to do her like that. And, um, you know, we there was a couple of jokes here and there personally, Chef, but the music, that music and once I sing for her there, okay, it's time to go. So now we have another song. Yeah. It's all for me for messages. It's the beginning of the year. Things are still closed, but what we can do something to keep the ball rolling with the visuals, right? So my mother was very big into disco music. My dad is huge into disco and house music. So that's where I decided to release my song that sounds like a disco song, enticing. 
Mm-hmm. And for that, for that video concept, I wanted to do an art to disco. So I did a 70s high school party, right? And, you know, the hair and I look, I had with my inspiration for my outfit in that video, which the is out now, pads. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what butt pads? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Baby, we can see that line of the panty line. We, we can see the ass don't look like that normally. <laughs> Shout out to Rounderbum for supplying me with my book hat underwear. But yes, it, it helped. They got to come up with some new prototypes because right. butts don't look like that. They, they, but it helped actuate because those pants that I was wearing was skinny, mm-hmm. like straight, just skinny. Like oh, yeah. if we, I would have see your colon more, from there. Pretty much. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I did that video with art to her and, 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 and to that time because disco music is such a birthstone for a lot of music you hear nowadays right yeah. without disco there'll be no edm there'll be no house exactly. so I, and that's those are my subgenres. so like i really had to like put it out there and and that visual i kind of want to tell a story another story and the story within the music video of somebody the underdogs and this part i want to tell a story of a female a female high school female student who was very shy and timid and just not afraid to not be herself. And all in along through this whole party, she's looking for her romance interest, Joe. And, you know, you can kind of see her kind of like going across and looking and, and I have the text messages in the beginning of the screen to kind of show that she is looking. She only went to that party to see Joe. She needs to see Joe. Well, we found out later in the video, Joe is a woman. Oh. So I had to bring it back to our culture. I had to bring it back. Through it. And I had to tell a story, a young story of two girls who are completely enticing for each other. And yeah. it was just a really good, it was a good video. And I just. It was a fun video oh, for shit. sure. Damn it. <laughs> when I was shooting that video, I can feel my mother's spirit there. And sorry. Yeah, good. I just remember. Out of all the extras, all the people that helped me, the actors and all of the, the, the staff behind, front and behind camera, I changed their lives that day. Everybody came and told me because they've never been either on a music video set or they never seen dancing the way that I dance or they've never seen a production be so big. And I changed a lot of lives, but they have no idea. Like that video, that experience kind of, sorry, that experience kind of brought me back from my grievance and yeah. um every time i see the video because i watch it from time to time i'm not about myself whenever i see my mother's picture pop up at the end of the video it's it's just it's a warm bomb it's a hurtful bomb but it's a warm bomb because i know that she she was there mm-hmm. and she applauds and i just can't wait to continue to make her happy yeah. And after that video happened, <laughs> um, I I've scored a, a I went back to record more music um, in Atlanta. Shout out to Teddy P. That's my producer. We recorded four new beautiful songs. Um, and now I'm just I'm gonna record my next visual in July. And also, I am releasing my first EP. July yes the later half of July so 
I've never released a body of work before. Like I, right. I thought I was gonna go on Mariana ish and do like nothing but singles, but I think this project that I'm calling empowerment mm-hmm. um, is gonna help empower us and get us back to feeling good about who we are and not being ashamed and celebrating it and not not stepping on other people to feel good, but lift that person up to feel better, you know? And yeah. I just can't wait to launch this project because there's one song on there that's going to launch it that I'm shooting a music video for in Florida, the 4th of July. Um, why and it's a ballroom scene. First yes. of all, why, why Florida? <laughs> <laughs> well, because everything in LA is still kind of close. So, um, oh, I needed the. You wouldn't know that from the traffic. <laughs> I tell. <laughs> tell shit. me about it. I, um, as I was driving to quit my job yesterday, as I mentioned to you earlier, <laughs> you were elevated. Yes, I you were removed. I was trapped like from Hollywood to Lawrence, wow. essentially. Wow. I was like, this is bullshit. So long now, I don't have to make this trip again, though. <laughs> oh, child. Oh, well, I'll tell, tell the story it. off camera eventually, but I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to go into details just yet. <laughs> okay. Well, um, the reason why I, I did Florida is because for the song that I'm releasing which I can't say yet because enticing is still in cypher, right? So please go check out enticing. Yeah. But the song that I'm releasing for the project requires a ballroom scene. Okay. With categories and drag and houses. And my, I call him my gay uncle lives in Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. and he has access to houses and drag queens in ballroom mm-hmm. attire. So we are working on that project as we speak. Um, I can't wait to share with everybody. I can't wait to drop my EP. I can't wait to expose more of myself through my music to the world. I think that's the big thing for me in 2021. I literally have no fears no more. And can I can I can I be in the video as a cameo and I'll do it in drag? You, did you see my pictures I posted? My old pictures? I did see your pictures. You look amazing Bitch. in drag. Bitch. So how to start your house? The house of Demi. House mm. of Lapinas. That's what this one my, <laughs> my drag oh. name is Venus Lapinas. And so House of Lapinas. <laughs> oh my lord. The house I was of always a, a solo a solo bird. I didn't really belong. It's so f- <laughs> I was adopted well, in in two houses, but it, I yeah. What houses were you adopted in? Um, well, okay. Maybe just one house, actually. The, the first I was adopted by my original drag mother, who technically, to have a drag mother, you're supposed to be painted by the person. I've never been painted by anybody. Um, ah. So we were just, we had a mutual respect yeah. and love for each other. And, and I mm-hmm. was just starting drag. And, uh, but my original drag mother is... Uh, Lady J, who I actually just interviewed a couple weeks ago. Oh. And she came on the show. Um, and then my other one was Christy Champagne and Sh- House of Champagne. And she, I'm still actually like really good friends with them. I'm actually visiting them in Seattle in a couple weeks here. Nice. Um, but Christy's actually my next interview or the final oh. interview from, that hasn't been released yet. Look at the universe speaking. See, I, I didn't know that. Look I at that. Know. Okay. Well, I um, there's a star that I have for the video um, that I actually met that actually do a favor for me for enticing. 
his name is Bobby, but mm-hmm. his drag name is Bobby Dysmorphia. And Bobby I'm so Dysmorphia. excited. That's a yeah, good one. I'm oh, so wow. excited to see him evolve into what the song is called. So like, I just, I can't wait to see how this goes. I, you know what? I, I'm going to just drop a spoiler. The name of the song is called Phoenix. Okay. Let that soak in. Hell yes. Okay. It requires, it, it's going to, there's going to be furs. There's going to be makeup. There's going mm-hmm. to be voguing. There's going to be dance. There's going to be panels. There's going to be an MC. You are going to get your life. And I'm doing it in honor of our my show that I love that is in this final season, which is Post. Post. Yeah. And also the TV show on HBO Max that put a spotlight on this culture that has been around. Oh, shit, yes. Okay, that's such a So it's a cross between. I can't wait to to broadcast this. I'm bringing in the heavy guns for this. So, but in the meanwhile, you can definitely check out Enticing. It's still out. Yep. Um, It's definitely on my website, Mm kyodebrand.com. Or you can actually go to my Instagram page and the link is in my bio or my YouTube page, type in Wonder and subscribe. Because, you you, you know, I'm going to be a little busy bee for the summer. I'm putting myself everywhere. And I'm happy that now that everything is up, as I kind of predicted, shows are back. Now, everybody that left, there are now more vacancies. So everybody's going to be rushing to have shows because they want people to come and everybody's going to come by default now because we're tired of being in the house, right? We're tired of, again, we're tired of going to restaurants to sit down and look at each other and dance in your chair and then sit back down. Yeah. No, it's time to yeah. <laughs> go. So I'm excited to see what this summer is, is having for me this year. It was a little bit of a rough winter for 2020. No, it was a very rough winter. Yeah. It was a very rough winter for 2019 too, but yeah. You know, I always say hard winters produce beautiful summers. So I'm going to ride the wave. And, you know, I, I'm only praying that God, the universe, my mom, my nana, my grandfather, my other grandmother, my friends are with me spiritually as I go this because this is literally the biggest risk I'm taking in my life. Yeah, I'm tired of excuses. I'm tired of not living in my life through God's purpose. And I think there was an interview that I seen the other day or a clip with Jay-Z said, that you are supposed to live through your God-given talent. Your God-given talent is supposed to make your way for your living. That spoke so much to me. So, like, I just, I'm going to take that and I'm going to run like you sing but with it. And I may fall. I already fell. I already bumped my head. I hit rock bottom so many times. I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going literally until I have no legs left to run. So, here we go. There's nothing else to lose. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat too. I mean, I literally I I don't have a job no more. <laughs> like this is this is going to be my life for now. So I'm I'm just I have to keep going with the with the plan. So just trust that it's going to work out. <laughs> I, I say maybe that job was removed because your career is calling. I think so, so. It was, taken, it was taken away work. from my career, truly. It was really like... Oh, believe me, I understand. Mm-hmm. That's why I've decided to pursue entertainment full-time. And I've also decided to... I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last interview, but I have a business on the side called The Third Services that helps creatively direct, choreograph, 
help you with your branding, get marketing strategies, basically help you as independent artists launch so that an effective manager or a label will approach you. So mm-hmm. that is my, my little baby that I had to help other artists like myself who just wants to be heard and they don't know how to put their ideas and organized thoughts to produce it visually. So right. that's fun. Um, that's really fun. I actually have a client of mine, I two clients, but I have a client of mine that is, I'm shooting his second music video. Another thing that happened, um, his name is Octavian and he has a song called Out Right Now called Tripping In My Mind that I creatively directed and choreographed for. So check that out. That's O-C-T-A-Y-V-I-A-N. Really cool guy, really smooth vibes. I People like to compare him to Drake. I personally feel, maybe I'm biased, that he's better. He sings with such a grown man appeal mm-hmm. about real life stuff. And even though the music is modernized instead of today's sound, he still has a spin on it. And I believe that is so great. So that's why I kind of launched this part. Like, hey, help me. Let me help you bring this. Because I know the, your fans are going to eat you up when you get out there. So he has this song, Tripping in My Mind, really good. And then he has another song that he's dropping out soon, too, that I'm working on. That, as a matter of fact, we're shooting that video next week. <laughs> so I'm awesome. a little busy bee. Yeah. Awesome. Well, keep busy. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for coming on again. I just wanted to give like a little quick update and I'm happy to, that things are looking up and I look forward to seeing you in person. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> we, we're not going to talk about that. that we're that, not going to talk, <laughs> no, talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. No. Yes. But yeah, thank you for having me again. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Um, definitely, I'm not support you throughout, throughout. Um, Welcome back anytime. Yes, thank you. And, you know, I wish you the best success. I'm pretty sure your calling is coming real soon. Who knows? You may go back into, was it lipstick? <laughs> oh, I, just had, I just had an astrology reading earlier today. So um, it's looking pretty good so far. <laughs> oh, I had a spiritual reading while I was in Miami for spring break um, by a woman by the name of Talia. She's really good. Mm-hmm. And she kind of told me the things that I needed to hear to kind of like, you know how you're, you're on the cliff and you got one leg and you're holding on like, okay, well, maybe, like, maybe I'll put the leg out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe I put the other leg out, but I'm still holding on to this cliff. I'm maybe I ain't ready to jump yet. I ain't ready to jump yet. Yeah. And Talia gave me the information that was like, go. Yeah. So I'm just <laughs> You gotta go where the water flows. Where the water flows. The water. Yes. And beeline either straight up or straight down. Don't land flat on your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your legs straight like a pencil. Keep your legs straight like a pencil, right. And just, <laughs> but yes thank, thank you, you for again. the thank yeah. you for having me anytime anytime yeah, anytime we'll oh um also oh you can't see it now i need to touch up my hair is two different colors and before it used to be three it was red brown blonde it was so cool i do remember um, that yeah i like ah, this though i like this that thing. wasn't last time so i've I've, up, I've upped my look a little little bit just you know Get with yeah, the yeah. modern times, yeah. and then my nails, of course. So, I like I like this look. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Guys. Anytime, man. Anytime you need me, I'm here. If you need somebody, well, if you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. If you need somebody to send it to, I'm here. Oh, you if, know. You want it, if you want to hear the song, I'm here. What? If oh, the new song, it. the other one. <laughs> yeah. That yes, we we will definitely 
do a private <laughs> listening. <laughs> I got but, you. Yeah. Enticing is going to share with nobody else. Yeah, enticing is going to play on this though. So, oh, type dizzy because type dizzy wasn't out last year neither. It was just famous. So now you see, I have three singles out now. So come follow me, follow my world, follow my thoughts, man. And I can't wait to perform for world the world again even if it's just for one person i don't care i just want to release myself on the stage it's been a long time coming oh yeah and again i have to do it for my warrior angels so for sure stream enticing see the video on youtube all the links in the description down yes. e-n-t-i-c-i-n-g enticing k-a-o-w-o-a-d-e-r kyle wonder that's right. Please understand that I did that whole entire dance and platforms that was at least four inches. Talent. Talent. Should I do it in six inch stilettos, though? Have you seen my dances? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come back at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was rough, but we made it through, so. Yep. All right, babe. Well, yeah. have a good night. Uh, I hope you guys have a good time and then we'll listen to that song. Happy later. Memorial Day weekend, that right? Too. As we remember that the too. people who have fallen before us. So that too. happy Memorial Day weekend. Let's yeah. honor them. All, All right. right. Well, bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks again. Bye, Demi. Bye. And uh, maybe I'll meet your, your your partner next time. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's around. Sometimes I have to do these by myself. I think he's out of town this weekend, and I'm going to be out of town next weekend. So. Mm, okay. So, but okay, he's, he's around. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, cheers. Talk soon. Cheers. Bye. A glorific tune, you know it bombs my heart At the mere thought of you, I hear a distant siren Such an inviting tone, it's so addictive I'm feeling like it can do no wrong I see a common interest, a language that we speak A dialect that we get, just only you and me I keep that power in me, when you touch my hand I'm gonna conquer the world, with you I know I can You're my only option I feel so good
fire we go Narcissistic swag with a side of cool That's why you got me stuck on you I'm feeling creepy All of my feelings Just my type You better believe it Smiling, riding Stay profiling Snatch my heart Not even trying Come and grab a star with me We walk the moon and galaxy Exist beyond reality Of doubt and insecurity I'm all about you You're all about me We ain't too far Just let shit be me So I demand For my chick Leave me there If you can Challenge. Don't you want to mind it? Cause you're 